go. This is a story about control. My control. Control of what I say, control of what I do. And this time I'm gonna do it my way. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Are we ready? I am. Cause it's all about control. And I've got lots of it. Welcome back to Uncultured Bias. I'm your host, Kamara Williams. I know what you're thinking. Two podcasts, Kamara? We're doing two podcasts? Well, you know what? It's season two, so I felt like it only appropriate for us to do drop two podcasts into 2022. I didn't intend on doing this podcast. I'm going to be honest. But then something happened in the culture. Uh, Janet Jackson dropped this fire documentary, and I just was like, the commentary was so palatable that I felt like we had to you know, just go ahead and give it a shot. Um, if you listened to the last podcast, you heard that, uh, and hopefully you did listen to it, that uh, Jason kept making several mentions of Jermaine Dupree, and I will get into that. Um, so because of something was so uh, integral within the culture, you know I have to make a commentary on it. And because I cannot do a pop reference podcast without my partner in crime, uh, Rob, you still with What's us? Happening, back, we back, we back. We back, man. I mean, uh, leave it to me to do a second episode <laughs> you know i don't you don't hear from me for months and then i said you know i'm going ahead and do two podcasts in one setting you know what i mean so but hey whatever hey you gotta get you gotta give the people what they want gotta give the people what they want and what they want to do is talk about janet so um and janet is a integral part of the culture and i felt like um i wanted to start off with that song control because i did think that it was apropos um, I mean, she has such a, a huge catalog, but you know, I just felt like, considering that was the first time we actually were introduced to Janet as a pop star, right? Musical pop star, and, and we'll, pardon, yeah, and we'll go into it deeper, but yeah, even Janet said herself on the documentary that was her coming out party. That's when she took control and made the music that she wanted to make, right? And then I felt like. It was also an appropriate song because control, you know, this was the first time she actually had a chance to control her narrative in, you know, the telling of her story. Um, I know she she made several mentions throughout the entire documentary of how she didn't want 
um, you know, whether it's unofficial autobiographies or just other people to try to narrate what's going on. And they have done about her and her family. And so she felt like I needed to do this doc in order to take control of that conversation. And so I felt like this was an appropriate song. And, you know, um, and, you know, obviously that album is just sonically still sonically sounds incredible. Um, it's a, it's a big flex that out of seven songs on an album, um, five of them go like number one singles, you know what yep. I mean? So like, yeah, uh, I mean it's like, I was, I'm excuse me, out of nine songs, seven of them are singles, and then seven seven singles and five number ones. You know, yep. that's a that's, that's a flex. That, that's called that's called flawless. That's called flawless. That's that's big time flex. You know, and um, you know, I I just I still an incredible sounding album. So, but let me hear your thoughts on like what you thought about the doc yeah overall i thought the doc was very good um wifey and i we uh for the first night on friday night we had another couple come over uh that were huge Janet jackson fans as well and we watched it all together and, uh even before the documentary started we watched old youtube videos of janet jackson how amazing of a performer uh, she was before her time, uh, how amazing of a performer she was. And then once we get into the doc, I really appreciated that the um, gentleman that led the documentary said that this is five years worth of work yeah. that we're seeing here. So um, they started in 2017 um, until 2022. There was even actually a couple of clips of her speaking here in 2022 and um, just thought it was very well done. I think Janet um, really, we're going to say this probably, hey, take a shot for every time we say this. Janet really took control of this documentary. We're going to have you drunk by the time you finish this podcast. Right. Uh, she really took control of this documentary and, and, like you said, set the narrative for what she wanted to say because for too long, so many people have been talking for her. And I just really appreciated just hearing directly from Janet about how she felt about so many, you know, integral parts and in, in moments within her career. And, you know, and, and you know, I don't want to uh, delineate too much, but I do want to say that I, it means something like to when you can have an icon is they're documented. Right. And I, um, I really want to see more of that happen with a lot of our icons. I mean, Quincy Jones had a great documentary on Netflix. And if you haven't checked it out, it's great. It came out like a few years ago, four or five years Wonderful ago. Wonderful doc. It's incredible, but it also made me incredibly sad because I said to, my, said to myself, like, oh, my God, like, there's only, he's only one of one. And, mm-hmm. you know, when he went, once he eventually passes, um, there's no recreating of that, recreating of who he is or what he's meant and how integral he was to black culture. And I, I just want to see more of that done, like more of our icons and they're getting five, four or five, six hours of just them documenting their life and um, us you know, being able to just give them their roses, like give them the flowers the way they deserve. Like, I, I, and I don't know if one was done for Sidney Poitier, you know, hopefully somebody did that. Um, that was great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I just, I, I really hope that happened. You know what it really needs? He needs Stevie Wonder. He's one. Oh uh, yeah. He needs yes. a biopic, but I mean, From Stevie himself, I mean, like you said, for all these, we want to hear, from these icons themselves because right. um, it, it serves multiple purposes. Right. Uh, for one, 
for the gener for the generation that was there mm-hmm. for the prime of their career. It reminds them of that time and where they were in in that moment um, in time. And then you also have the next generation, the generation that's heard of this person, but wasn't quite there at the peak of it. So doesn't, don't really have the true concept and able to fathom like how great they really were and how much they owned the industry at that time. And so, you know, these documentaries and you, and of course the behind the scenes stories is just the icing on the cake. So, you know, we, you're right. I would love to see more and more documentaries like this from the uh, icon themselves. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel like though, a lot of times people are afraid to like show really what, how like their lives and be as vulnerable on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's because yeah. it's like you you have a persona about them and they don't want to, you know, tear away from that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know how to make that. I wish if I had all the money in the world, you know, that'd be one of the things, my, my projects, I would try to do document the lives of, or do a special documentary for the people that are really important to us. But uh, sure. going back to Janet, man. Um, first of all, oh, speaking of Stevie Wonder, consider me... I don't know. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm oh my dumb. god! I did yeah. not know that they were cousins. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, I "Wait, what? How did that? Wait, how did why I, am I? Why are we just finding this out? Right. Why is this just coming out? What the hell? What the hell? I was. I like, was so confused. I needed. I need the family tree right now. Right. I need to find out. Figure out how in the heck are y'all first cousins, second cousins? Like who? Who auntie and uncle like how did it uh, connected? <laughs> you know what I thought? I thought I felt a bigger shame of my blackness when I didn't know that Omar Epps and Mike Epps were cousins, first cousins, and then it was like, oh duh, same last name Epps. Yeah. I even feel more black shame that I didn't even know this about <laughs> the Jacksons and Stevie Wonder. I'm like, wait a minute, am I the only person in the planet that know this? Like, what is I happening? Think, I did feel shame for the Epps cousins. For Mike and, and and Omar, like all right, like the, the okay, same last name, but with Stevie and Janet in the Jacksons, I don't know. I I would have never made that connection in a million years. Nobody would, but it's like, why hasn't that come out? Like, this, like, yeah. I mean, we've heard so many rumors about the Jacksons, and the one thing that is more fascinating <laughs> like, that they're related to Stevie Wonder, not, that didn't come out. But we heard about all these other damn rumors about the Jacksons. Like, That's a damn thing. We had a That's whole a BET movie, Jacksons, the American Story. <laughs> didn't even mention it. That was, That's my cousin. Like, come on. Hey. Like, what? First of all, bring back the BET stories. Like, that was. A, come on now. That, come on now. That, um, if you, ha- you had to be there. The Jacksons, the American Story was some the greatest television <laughs> <laughs> that was ever graced the silver screen. Um it- and you know what? That's a perfect segue because I really liked how this documentary started. Yeah. And it started with Janet talking about her family and and her brothers and sisters coming up. Mm-hmm. And she started it. She didn't start it with her career. Yeah. She started it with the Jackson Five. Yeah. And how she would just watch them mm-hmm. and and she was at every rehearsal at what five years old. Yeah. She's at every rehearsal, just 
just a little sponge. She was born, literally in. born into it. Yeah. Literally born into it, living in the studio, being raised in the studio. And, and that's, you know, that's a real key part. And I'm glad she added that in that, you know, she was birthed into this. Yeah. You know, this isn't by fault, by no means. This is actually, yeah, I was, I was literally born, born, I was born for this because it was, right. it was interesting when you were watching, I don't, know, I don't know if you got this, but I was wa- just watching five-year-old Janet, four-year-old Janet. It was like, damn, like she was always like a, a superstar. Like she just had that. She had it even it. then. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like <laughs> I have a five-year-old now and I love my, I love my baby. But my five year old ain't doing what Janet was doing at five years old. Like, like you know what I mean. And that's not that's not a fair comparison. But it's like it's just reality. Like, how many five year olds are going to be doing what Janet was doing? She's not. She's not doing variety shows. She's with not famous actors doing and, variety and, shows and and, <laughs> and you know and singing duets. Yeah, like I mean established artists. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, she's not doing dance routines. At five. You know what I mean, and and hitting her marks with with the lines, like it's just, it's one thing to recite lines, but she was like nailing them. You know what I mean, right? Like with right. great timing, and just I, I mean, it was just astounding. Like she was always going to be at some point. It, it didn't matter what it was; it just happened to be music or entertainment. But she was she has that that it factor where it didn't matter where she landed in life; she was going to be incredible. Because you can see it even at that age, it's just like it's something different with that one, you know. Definitely, definitely. And, and she even said she, you know, she wanted to go to college. Right. She wanted to go to college. She wanted to go to law school and become a lawyer. And she would have been great at that too. She probably would have been a celebrity lawyer because she had. Exactly. She would have been on MSNBC, CNN, you know, her own show because she is just has that type of. Um, uh, drive, drive, and just that kinetic personality, right? That knows right. how to that right. can draw you in, you know. Um, and so I, I thought it was fascinating. Just uh, that in of itself was like, man, she really is. She really is like born. She was born for her stardom. She was born for what she was, um, what she grew into. Um, what do you think about like the concept of her being raised in a casino? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's interesting because so all the things that we just mentioned, where that made her great and gave her that it factor, and then we add in the the discipline, um, not the bad side, but right. you know the the discipline on the good side from Joe Jackson of you know the hard work that they put in mm-hmm. and that they had to put in. And you hear all the, it's all the good and the great with that. But on the flip side, you saw her personal relationships and the lack of communication skills with others mm-hmm. that, you know, that she had and, and how she has kind of had multiple marriages and, and those relationships and the individuals that she chose to marry and so forth. So, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword, right? Right. Where, you know, yes, this all these things help make me who I am, good and bad. You know, um, I don't want to delve too much into it, but Joe, um, it's it was interesting watching that uh her talk about her father. 
because she's mm-hmm. not ignorant to seeing that there were some things that were probably destructive about the way he re- raised them. But even Tito was like, you know, but without Joe, we, we you know, Janet wouldn't have been Janet. We wouldn't have been what we were, you know. Right. And I know there's right. always that joking of like, oh, I need, because I, I joked about it on Facebook. I was like, oh, I need to, need to start instituting some of that Joe Jackson energy in this house. Start pushing them out, uh, pushing his talent out. But um, I don't know. There's something to be said about like there's an appreciation. Almost, you could, I don't, and maybe I'm just psychoanalyzing way too much because I don't, and I don't have the background for it. But you can see that where part of her probably did not like the physical uh, and verbal abuse in, in that home, but she also understood that it got her to a place to where she is right now. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, like that, that give and take of like. You know, was it worth it? And she's right. going to obviously say yes because I wouldn't be here without Joe. But then it makes you wonder, and it's just on another like, what would her life have been had he, you know, been more nurturing and less of a taskmaster? You know what I mean? Right. Like, would she? Right. I mean, she still had the spark, right? Because we just we acknowledged from the very beginning she was uber talented and she just was going to be she was going to be successful. You know, wherever it is that life took her, but but do we but do we get arguably the greatest male and female pop stars in the world? Probably not. Most likely not. You know, most likely not. You know, do we do we get you know the greatness that we saw? Um, you know, she could have well, been well. Uh, oh, let, let's say wrong. Let's say she they would could have been a very good artist. She let's still could have been a, a wonderful artist. Let me tell you why we probably would have. Because Matthew Knowles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he didn't, I would. Just, I mean, there hasn't been any level of claim that he was abusive, abusive. or verbally right. or physically, um, but he was right. ever the taskmaster, you know what I mean? Right. And so, and you've got, you know, obviously, you know, he, he created, not created, but um, Beyonce has gone on to be an icon and even her sister Solange has carved out a placement in the culture that is, un, mm-hmm. you know, unmistakable. So, like, could, you know, the argument could be that maybe Janet would have still reached that. Michael still would have reached that had Joe not still been abusive. But I, I say all that to say because um, I mentioned, like I said in my post, that it's not foreign for me to see that people who have been abused or witnessed to abuse, um, they are drawn to, like, broken people or abusive People would yeah. like to abuse, whether drugs yeah. or abuse, like basically abuse themselves or other people, because it's and, a rec- and it they was, recognize that nature and they want to help fix it. You know, it it was very interesting to see Janet. Like she knows it. Mm-hmm. She she acknowledged it that for some reason I'm just drawn to men right. that like abusing drugs. Mm-hmm. She was like, and and you know. With, whether it was James DeBarge, um, where everything starts oh. out good. And, and yeah. another thing that I noticed, um, man, she is a helpless romantic. Yeah. Like when, when, and that's what everybody said about her. Everyone that spoke on, about her said that um, it takes a while to warm her up, to mm-hmm. get to get her to open up. Right. It takes a while. So you got to put work in with Janet. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not one night in Janet. Right. You got to put you got to put your work in. Right. You got you got it's a slow burn, right? Right. <laughs> we we've all back back in the day, back in the day, 
you know, there were the the ladies that you knew that okay, she no, I got I gotta this is gonna be I gotta put a in couple the, months. I gotta put in the work on this, this one. Yeah. Gonna, I gotta put in the work on this one. Yeah. That was Janet. Yeah. Um but when she did open up to you, she loved hard. Yeah. And sometimes a little too hard. Yeah. And you know, um let's delve into something here about her and Michael not having mm-hmm. Her not just let's say just talk about Janet because we're talking about Michael in a moment. Her and just her having the inability to feel like she can judge people around her life like if they want her for her, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Right. I got a clip here and then we can delve into it. Here's again, rubbing it. It's like, does that come off? No. Does yours? I didn't have a lot of friends. I had a couple, but my closest were my brothers and sisters. We'll do Stan, Marjorie, more. I want you back. What do you think about that statement about like she had a hard time discerning of friends? Because I think that played out in life and relationships throughout her adulthood. Definitely, definitely with her and her brother and with Michael, mm-hmm. where. She's saying that, you know, I didn't quite know how to build those relationships with people outside of my family because yeah. I wasn't sure who was there for me and genuinely like me mm-hmm. or who was there for my last name in right. the fame. Right. And that, to encounter that even as a child yeah. is unfathomable. Yeah. I, can't even, I can't even imagine what that feels like to have that mindset at a at the age of eight, nine, ten years old, do you really mess with me, or are you just messing with me because I'm Janet Jackson? Right, and that's yeah, tough. that's tough because you lose a, a sort of fundamental um, ability to make real connections with people. Yeah, and trust and trust in people. Front. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you there's when you've lost that innocence, then you know everything's a guard. Everything's guarded. Everything is, is 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 your shields are up, and so people who may actually mean you good, you shield them away. And people who penetrate the sh- the, um, the shield, you know, we don't know if they're they're good or not. They just happen to get past the barrier, you know. What right. I mean? And right, you know, it. You saw it, definitely saw it in Michael's life where um, people took advantage of him, right? And yep. and uh, and Janet, how she felt that you know. Um, she felt isolated a lot, and it's the isolation of fame that really was a, is a fascinating part. So I want to. This is where I want to, um, you know, pl- plant a flag here. Um, I was yeah. I was fascinated with the th- thought pr- process of talent and fame and the alchemy behind right. that, and how. In, in out- go ahead. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and so the ta- talent and fame and alchemy, and how when you're uber talented, you're already you're already like, you know, separated from everybody else. Right? Like you're not the same. You can't relate. People can't relate to you because you the way you can do things that other people can't do. And it's hard for you to explain it. And it's hard for you to, to articulate it and conceptualize this is how you can get to work. Because some things I just I can't do it. You know? Right. So you're already isolated. Now you mix that in with fame and now you're in a space to where you're like, okay, I really am separated from the world. And they, oh, and, and and this this is added. It's just not talented, but now you're like out of this stratosphere, out of 
you know, this universe talented. So you're uber talented and you're uber famous, you know? And so like, where does that place you? And yeah. how do you, and how can you, in, you know, interact with the world where you are a Martian? Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, mm. how do you do that? Like, how do you interact with it? And so, and you never developed the relationships on how to do that in a fundamental place in your life. Like, you know, our, ch- our formative years is, as a child, you learn how to have, how to create relationships. How do you create, how do you do that when you miss that part of your life? And so you, it goes into the way you now interpret your adulthood and people in your spirit, in your space that may not be as conducive to your, to your growth, you know? And right. so I, that's something that I've, I've, I thought about when watching this, what are you, what were you going to say? And then, and then I'll take it even further for the, the other person. So where they may have good intentions at first. Right. So initially when they meet you, the intentions are good. Right. But then they come into Janet's life. They come into the person that's famous. They come into the fame. Everybody can't handle the fame the same. And yeah. it does. And, and I can just imagine it does something to people. I feel like that's what happened with her second husband, Renette. Yeah. I got the impression that, at first, it was authentic. Yeah, and he and he really did love Janet. They had a great vibe. He he, she even admitted she just put him. She put he put her at ease. Yeah, and it helped her. You know, when during the rehearsals and the and the video shoots and so forth. But then something happened. Then the fame really kicked in. Right, and then he started saying. Oh, Janet, you can't go outside without putting on makeup and looking like your album covers and right. looking like the videos. You shouldn't go outside with a baseball cap on. You shouldn't go to the movies. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You have to keep up the image. And then I just kind of, I sat there and I kind of said to myself, oh, the fame got to his head. You know what? Um, the fame took, overtook the humanity of who he was with, the person he was with. Yeah. And so... Um, Actually, I'm glad you brought up Renee because I want to play this clip that goes exactly to what you're saying. Gary, the male that was in the video, he said to me, do you have a boyfriend? And I said, uh, yeah, I do. He said, God, how do you feel about all this and us kissing and touching and me putting my hand in your pants? I said, actually, he's the one who's telling us what to do. Renee opened up that new part of her at that time. But you know, he definitely had his opinions of the way things should go and the way the way things should be for Janet. So hello? Yeah, so I mean, it's like I thought it was it's interesting because he started he actually is a fan. Like right. I'm a fan of you and I, and because I'm a fan of you, this is how I see you in this world. And this is how I think the world should see you, but it becomes a little bit more toxic when I approach you as a fan, like as opposed to I'm approach you as a human, human being, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of awkward where like your husband's like, no, you got to do this because this is going to create more sex appeal. But then it gets to a place to where it's like, you're more care about the curated image than the person behind the image. 
it's more about the brand than the actual person. Right. right. And right. I, I remember this story that Michael Jordan would tell. I think he said in the last the last dance, um, but I know he said this multiple times. And um, how even when he went down to he was in his hotel room, he felt trapped in his hotel room. And and especially during the last year that if he went even when he went down to check his messages, he would have to throw in a suit because he would say that, you know, even I'm going down there stairs down the elevator, I'm going to be right back up in, in one minute. For a lot of people, this may be the only time they ever get to see Michael Jordan. Yeah. And so I can't I don't want to disappoint them if I'm just going down there in some sweats and. um. You know, and and just regular or just basketball shorts and a mustard stain on my tank top. You know, right? I can't be right. human. I can't be in an element of of true identity because people I have created this image or I have lived in this image that other people are used to. And if I don't operate within that, I might destroy or feel like I destroy whatever it is I have. Now, keep in mind, this is before, obviously, way before, way before social media and Twitter. But now people don't Ooh. feel that same way, right? But right. Janet, coming up from that era of feeling like the superstar has to give an, an aura of separateness, an aura of like, you know, it, it, the public eye. The public you eye. To, yeah. There's a certain way you present yourself to the public, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm sure growing up in that family with the same thing, and then Renee tapping into that and putting an extra gasoline in behind that particular fire of always creating, uh, keeping up with an image. Um, it can be, uh, destructive to some point because you might feel like, you know, I'm beholden to the world and not to myself. Right. And that can dehumanize you, you know? And, and, you know, they had a, they were married for nine years. They were married from 91 to 2000. Um, and you could tell like Janet, you know, genuinely loved him and thought they could be forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find it interesting that, well, let me ask you, what do you think about the fact that they didn't have plans to have any kids? You know what so I thought? To be married for nine years, was it because she was in the, in the prime of her career? So just I kids feel, weren't an option. I really feel that like time? that. I feel like that's really what I, that's what I felt. I don't, obviously we don't know. Uh-huh. But I feel like he's such a fan. He was like, I'm not, we're not going to ruin your body. Like he would make comments about, as she said that about even her gaining a little bit of weight. Like he was, right. he was not trying to see her ruin that, that aesthetic, that Janet Jackson sex appeal. What we, what quote unquote, cause he felt like he, he built, he's part of that, What we've built up. You can't ruin, you can't miss a, a workout session. You got to keep your body mm-hmm. a certain way. You got to keep your sex appeal a certain way, you know? And Honestly, you know, he felt like someone having a baby, obviously we know that's not true anymore, but he felt like someone having that baby just shatters that idea of the um, sexy feminine dis- dis- um, disposition, you know? And obviously yeah. that's not true, right? Um, but right. that's what he felt. And it was very archaic um, at the time, and some men still feel that way, but I obviously there's no, no grain of truth to that. Um, but... I do feel like that might have been the case. And, you know, and to her, listen, she was also career motivated because she may not want, have wanted children. Agreed. Right. It may, it, that may, at that time, and that's why I said, you know what, let's not, I don't want to put all of that on Renee. 
because at that time in the early 90s, she was in the prime of her career. She's going through her peak run. Yeah. You know, maybe kids just weren't on the table at that time. Right. That's not and that's okay. You know, Um, so let's talk about let's talk about this run. Uh, Because I think we've talked, you know, we've gotten into some serious conversation, but I really want to talk about the music. Um, I felt like Control, uh, and I, I, you know, it's been stated that you know she she had a hell of a first. I mean, it was actually it was her third album, but we just call it for all. This is called Intent to Purpose. Right, first superstar album. Control had out of nine singles, seven. Um, out of nine tracks, seven seven were singles and five number ones, which is like dumb, you know. And flawless, flawless, right? You know, it's, it's, the thing is interesting is that um, Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. I'm trying to figure out. I think that's his. That was his third album. I want to say that was Michael Jackson's third album. Um, Off the Wall. Let me see. And yeah. Let me see. I can tell you right now. I tell you right now too. Yeah. yeah. Um, off the wall. Well, Ben Ben was the first one. Oh no! It was his. Off the wall was his fifth album. Four, fourth album. One, two, three, four. No, I mean his. It's off the wall was his fifth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His fifth album. Uh huh. Um, there's something to be said about an artist having multiple albums and then finally getting that album that puts them into space. We don't have right. that time anymore in, in, in modern music culture. In mo- yeah. That's interesting. That's a really interesting point because now we expect you to be a polished artist. We expect you to be great right out the gate. Right. So, right. you know, you don't, don't come with a great solo album first, first album. Then we expect the sophomore album to be great. Right. Then we expect, you know, in in, in onward in onward. Um, that's really tough expectation. So I think that the um Janet and Michael benefited from a time where we allowed you to grow into yourself. We allowed you to find yourself as an artist. Right. Um Janet mentioned that, you know, her first two albums were basically controlled by her dad. Yeah. They were, you know, her dad led random um, and they were fluff yeah. um, because to cookie cutter, whatever you want to call it. It didn't, but, but it didn't tap into her what she wanted. It was right. tapped into what Joe wanted, you know? Right. But, it's, right. but it, it, it wasn't and, into, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and then, and then here we go with Control, who at 19 years old, she was 19 years old when she made that album, that five number one singles. Wow. At 19 years old. That's, so that's, that's again, crazy. again, talk about, you mentioned earlier at five years old, being a star. Here she is at 19, establishing herself as the quintessential pop star. At the pop princess. At that yeah, yeah. young age yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, you know, um, to that point, it takes a while for an artist to really find their voice. Right. You know, and it takes them a while to really get on a footing. And so we don't give that grace and that space to people anymore because we're like, we expect them to kind of, like you said, come pre 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 uh, pre packaged, ready to, to soar. But imagine if A&M record has been like, uh, your second album was a drop. We're, we're going to drop you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but they're like, no, no, we're going to. In fact, that's how she ended up at. Um, Virgin. Uh, no, no, no. That's how she ended up with, with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis because the label oh, yeah. was like, he's like, hey, we have we don't know really to do with this. And Jimmy Jam was like, well, well let, I think we can do something with this. Give it, give her, give her to us. You know, like, and she went off to Minneapolis and really um, and flourished under their musical direction, you know, because they can, were able to tap into something that was special with her and really right. get her voice. Um, shout out to, first of all, to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, because I mentioned, mentioned this, but um, between them and Kirby Puckett <laughs> and Prince, I was like, I was all about Minnesota. I was all about Minneapolis. <laughs> You know, and so, you know, I, I didn't even know, I, as far as I was concerned, there were like 10 black people on there. And then I just named, a, you know, and I just named five of them in Minneapolis. Right. You know, I, I right. did, was not aware that Minneapolis was putting out product like that. Um, there, there, there's something in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> bathed in the bap, baptized in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So I. So Control was that album, but for me, I think I felt like the quintessential album for Janet was Rhythm Nation 1814. Um, you know what? Go ahead. And I went back to that album after this documentary, and because she mentioned to me, well, she mentioned in the documentary how how political yeah. this album was mm-hmm. and how much she was speaking out against social injustice and 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 um the wrongs of the world and so she is now 22 years old yeah and she's the voice she's the voice of a whole generation yeah at this point um again just astounding that you know this young woman can just you know put all these feelings and these thoughts of not just love and, and relationships, but of strong political views Mm -hmm. in this art. You know, um, I felt like that was the album where she, I know we said controls where she, we heard her voice for the first time, but I would say rhythm nation, 1814 is where she found her voice because Mm -hmm. um, that's where you started seeing that she started taking that theme throughout her later records, later albums of always having a socially conscious um, uh, conversation within, whether it was a one record or two or an entire album. But uh, Rhythm Nation to me also was the album where you just saw, and again, this is just my childhood where I just saw the fandom started taking over. I started, I saw all those girls with the, with the Rhythm Nation um, hats and like you know, what I mean, wanted to dress the like ponytails. Yeah, like that's when I saw you started seeing girls like wanted to dress like Janet, like control. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was too young, you know what I mean. But I when I first really started really, really, really getting the music, that's when um, uh, uh, Rhythm Nation came came along, and you started seeing girls at the school wanting to look like Janet, you know, right? And right. um, so I, I felt like that's like the really the quintessential. Um, Janet Jackson album although it's not the the album that I listen to the most I will get into that but because um Velvet Rope I I listen to Velvet Rope now more than I listen to any other Janet albums but it's still the records still sound fresh like Escapade sounds incredible still you know what Uh I mean um so you know but 
what album were you, was it for you that for was like Janet? I don't, so maybe, for me, maybe it was Janet. I mean, it was the Janet album. For me, um, so older sister. My okay. sister is six, 16 years older than me. Mm. Um, so as an adolescent, she we, we, we consumed Janet differently. Mm-hmm. Where she was a teenager, so she was in the peak of Janet's height. My sister was the one with the with the hat and the ponytail. Mm. Yeah, she she was right there with it. Um, I heard her play it, but you know, I'm like five years old. I don't really I don't really know what I'm listening to. I just hear a beat. Right. That's all. Um, it was the Velvet Rope and All for You albums. Mm. Okay. So Velvet Rope was 97. Yeah. And so now I'm 14 years old. Yeah. Young, <laughs> figuring things out. And here comes Janet with all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fire. Let's mm-hmm. just put it like that. Right. <laughs> all this fire. And I it just opened my eyes. And in honestly, in watching this documentary, it reminded me how much she just opened my eyes to just, you know, a whole nother world. And I just really appreciate, you know, the the music that she has put in my life, the soundtrack right. <laughs> that she has added to my life. Um, it her music has been on quite a few uh, mixtapes within my life. So, but yeah, it really started with that uh, Velvet Rope and all, and, and then followed up by the All for You albums. That's that's where I really became like, oh yeah, that's my girl Janet. So listen, I'm a little older than you. Um, the album that made me like think some thoughts <laughs> was the Janet <laughs> album because that 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 cover number one. And then that if video, I I'm embarrassed oh, how many man. times I watched that damn video as a as an <laughs> adolescent boy. I watched that video way too many times. And like, um, you know, if there was any, you know, not to say if there was any confusion, but there was any confusion about if I liked women, that <laughs> that that sealed, video, that sealed it right there. That <laughs> video would, would have. God, <laughs> You know, that video, I was, and now when I watch it, I'm like, what was I so, I mean, it's still a sexy video, but it's still, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I was on one. Hormones was going crazy. Uh, and so, and then, you know, with the cover and everything like that, I was like, oh my God, like that, that, um, so, go ahead. So, so, so for me, for me, all right, if your video was if, yeah. um, what, right, while watching the documentary, my wife asked me, She's like, what's your favorite uh, Janet Jackson video? I get lonely. <laughs> like, before the sentence, before she could complete the sentence, I get lonely. I get lonely. I get lonely. Yeah. So, Lord, <laughs> bruh. Oh, that video off the Velvet Rope album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. I was like, that is a, that is a woman. Yes. That is a grown that is what a woman looks like. Yeah. That's it right there. <laughs> that that's that video was um, among other things that secured her queendom as queen of like sexy, right? The queen of sexy, yeah. right? So yeah. um definitely. 
Yeah, but Velvet Rope to me was I, I thought it was just a great album because it was so emotionally connective. And mm. you know, mm-hmm. it talked about a lot of it talked about how she felt about fame, you know, and how she yeah. talked about just life and and you know, coming off a divorce. Um you know, from Renee. So we talked about, you know, or a forlorn love and all that. I just, I listened to that album now. It's really good. It's really, really still a, a great listen. And, you know, I, I love the chemistry between um, Q-Tip and her yeah. um, um, Gone Till It's uh, Got Till It's Gone. Um, yep. So, fun fact, y'all didn't, they dated briefly for a quick moment. I didn't realize. So, so did they actually date um, during Poetic Justice, during the filming of Poetic Justice? I don't know about Poetic Justice, but I know around Gone Till it's go- um, they it was a quick dalliance of them actually uh-huh. dating, and then that that went away. Um, but they still obviously remained good friends. But, um, gotcha. you know, speaking of dating, <laughs> man, what the God. fuck is going on with Jermaine Dupree? Like, Jermaine Dupree, you idiot. Dog, you like, I... Freaking idiot. <laughs> I was just like, you know... You know, the, the sad part about the whole Jermaine Dupree shit um, was that even he knew he outshot his coverage. Like, yeah, he did. even he yeah, knew... He like, he said it in the, in, the, in the whole thing, like, oh, yeah, you know, um, we were in a car, and I'm just like, wait, what's happening now? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> at that moment... You should have been like, oh, shit. I got one. <laughs> I got it. I won. I won. I won. I won. I won. Game over. <laughs> I've got her. I'm the man. Let's let's close this down right now. How let's the fuck? This. What do what you want, Janet? I remember. Oh, you want kids? Oh, you Listen, I remember uh, when he got with Janet. People were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow down. Jermaine what? Dupree? <laughs> <laughs> the same Jermaine Dupree? So so deaf Jermaine Dupree, <laughs> like we were confused. Like that can't this can't be the same Jermaine Dupree. And is there like, another like? Is there another Jermaine? Is there like? Uh, uh, it must be some like foot, French actor named Jermaine Dupree. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be some six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound athlete named yeah. Jermaine Dupree. This, because he, he's, some, he's some French football star. You know, he plays for <laughs> you know pays for um, the Paris club. You know that's. Just, <laughs> Jermaine, it's not Jermaine, it's Jermaine Dupree, Dupree, you know, like, it can't be, it can't be friggin' ATL, Jermaine Dupree pulling the baddest one in the world, you know. Let me ask you, let me ask you, what, what did that do as a gentleman that hasn't, you know, doesn't have the height? Are you saying it because short? What did it do for short people? Is that what what did it, it do for you? What did it do for you to hear Jermaine Dupree. Not a damn thing, because I didn't have Janet Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) But then it it, it just give you extra confidence, like, yeah, we got this. Like, he's going one for the team. He's going one for the home team. No, it didn't give me extra confidence. I was trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in my life, because I know I look better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my Janet Jacksons in this world? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I didn't have a problem getting women at my short. You know, I didn't have a problem. I'm trying to figure out. I didn't know there was. I didn't know those Janets were available. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I was like, That's wait what a minute. I'm he gave you confidence that the Janets of the world were available. Not because of his height. Well. Not because of his height. But basically, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, maybe this period. I need to be thinking about. 
I need to be thinking shooting higher. Like maybe this yeah. is this is yeah. a man. You're shooting too low. Just, That's this, what I'm saying. This is a man. I'm like, what is happening here? Higher. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> nah, man, nah, listen, listen. I'm 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 upset. <laughs> I'm upset with I'm royally pissed <laughs> that Jermaine Dupree literally said to himself when she said, I want to have your babies, Jermaine. And he's like, Nah, shoddy. Nah, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm gonna I'm, I'm stay in the studio. I'm staying in the studio. What, bruh, bruh? What are you talking if about? If Jackson said, "I want to have your babies," let me tell you something. Studio shut down. We you will listen. Shut down. The, listen. Record label done. Duty. We on our making the band. We, <laughs> I'm shutting the studio down. <laughs> listen, I'm shutting the studio down again. <laughs> making the band. Listen, listen. Um, Janet Jackson, Jan, Jan Jackson has been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have your babies, uh, Kamara." Oh, okay. Um, I quit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm done. It's been real, guys. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and retire. You it know, was a nice run. It's been a nice run, yep. and uh, this is what I'm gonna be doing for the next few years. Thank you. You know. Yeah. Um, you couldn't. You couldn't. Have told me she wanted to have multiple babies. Oh, listen, M- multiple babies. The next, the next Jackson Five were on their way. <laughs> Yo, okay. Listen, the way Kendrick took a five-year break. <laughs> that's exactly what I'd be doing. They'd be like, "Damn, we haven't heard from Kamara, but man. He's all he, he's just laying up in Janet, man. That's all he's doing. Yeah, man. That's all just, day, every day, all day. That's what he's doing. He just like this Janet, man. He ain't really, he ain't putting out no music. So so deaf is defunct. <laughs> the brat trying to figure out when when are you gonna come back to the studio? You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, I'm gonna be like Jim Moore practice. Right, <laughs> no, right, no, no, practice. no, 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 I'm just doing Alan Iverson practice. We talking about I'm gonna be like studio. We talking about studio? <laughs> <laughs> studio. <laughs> and, and then and then to pour salt on the wound, he he says in the documentary. No, 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 no. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Okay. Yes. Okay, got God. Hold up. I have a different relationship with her than damn near probably anybody. But we hadn't even really defined the level of living together. I still was here in Atlanta. She was still in L.A. What's, what's the problem? You feel What was she talking about? Well, if you would have been on there, you would have known. So I think it was still a lot of things that needed to happen, I believe, before a person to, to start having babies. So it feels that type of situation. Why did it end? Why did it end? Yeah. Um. Probably just me being reckless. <laughs> Why did Jermaine and you break up? <laughs> oh, Ben. I had heard that he was cheating. <laughs> One of the weird things about dating Janet is that dating Janet attracts other women. Girls wanted to talk to me more because I was dating her, which was really weird. So I want to break down. There's a lot of things in that one minute and 20 Listen, seconds. There's that's, so, a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. There's that, so, that so, a whole nother podcast. There's so much going on in that one minute and 20 seconds. Number one, 
Uh, number one, <laughs> the fact that he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, she wanted to move. Negro, what? You, yes. Where do you want to, baby, where do you want to go? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want to live? Where do you want to live? What? You want me to move to L.A.? Oh, okay. You want me to move to Antarctica? Yeah. This is what we're spending our life. We're spending our life in Antarctica. This is what we're going to do? Okay. All right. I like the cold weather anyway. Like, you start, you justify the reason to move. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, you know, I went to start looking, and he said it multiple times, like, you know, um, I wanted to, you know, she didn't want to move and I was, I was not trying to be in LA and, um, you know, one of the comments he said, you know, I'm not going to front said I didn't, he said, I felt like I was married. Um, mm-hmm. the only thing is that we didn't like live together and, you know, and he says, uh, cause this is his other quote. He said, um, I just, I, she was not willing to, to move out to, uh, Atlanta and I was not moving to move to Malibu. So I didn't, and I ain't, and that's what it was. That's the, that's so, that was dumb. That was really, really dumb. Ain't nothing in if Atlanta. I friends, if I was friends with Jermaine Dupree, we would no longer be friends. You anymore. make bad life choices. Let me tell you something. You make bad life like, choices. There is no, nothing in Atlanta that is going to keep you from being with Janet Jackson. Straight up. That's number one, right? So there's there's that part of that quote. Then when he talks about I cheated on her and he chuckles. Right. Bro. This ain't funny. That ain't funny. <laughs> like there's nothing. And, and, and you keep keep you keep the girls. There were so many girls. That's we'll get to that statement in a moment. Cause I I want to break down oh. that statement. Just the Ugh. fact just the fact of like, if they were interviewing Kamara Kamara, man, um, yeah, what happened with Janet? Oh man, I cheated. Like I would be so in distress from that statement. Like there wouldn't be a chuckle. So I'd be so distraught. I'd be like, oh my god, dog, you wouldn't believe, man. I I fucked that up, bro. I fucked yeah. it up, bro. I'm so, I I cheated. Like you would not. There would be no chuckle. It'd be like I'm just I'm rubbing the top of my head. Like <laughs> I'd have been like Travis Scott when he was doing the video. Like I'd have been like looking so distressed with the mm-hmm. fact of how I how I fucked that up. You know, and then Janet sitting there saying, "Oh, you know, I heard he cheated," and I and she laughed. You know why she laughed? Because she's like, "I I heard he cheated, but I couldn't believe it was so. It, the shit's so silly to me. I had to laugh. <laughs> like, like I'm motherfucking Do you know Janet Jackson, who I am, ne- Negro. Do you know who I am? <laughs> and you cheated on me? What? <laughs> with who? <laughs> like what? With what? <laughs> like what? Did you, right. Who did you right. cheat on me with? Like." You know how Let me tell you how Unbothered That shit was to her She didn't even like Go to look into it She was like I can't even believe The audacity of that bullshit I'm not even gonna feel like I heard he cheated on me Just the fact that I heard Some shit like that I was like I can't fuck with it Like I heard Not like Oh I heard I saw the You know I came to I came to find out That was in the statement You notice that Yeah I heard (laughs) <laughs> I heard they cheated on me And I was like oh this motherfucker is disrespectful I'm laughing Because this shit is so disrespectful I can't even take this I nigga seriously believe it. <laughs> so, I can't believe it So I was like I'm just I, I'm I, I'm flabbergasted And then he says the statement like yeah the funny thing about That is like more, more girls Wanted to get with me First of all are you dumb uh, Didn't I just say Earlier 
when I saw the I Get Lonely video, I said, that is a woman. <laughs> that is a grown-ass woman. You know and how, you over here playing with little girls? You know how, how much of a chump you got to be when you say, like, more women were starting to be attracted? That just shows me you weren't getting nothing. So which even right. furthers my point that you should have sat your happy ass down and been and been and count your blessings. It moved to Malibu. It moved to Malibu. The fact you were like, yeah, more women becoming attracted to me. That ding ding ding, yeah, dummy. That means you're yeah. not a, you're not attractive. <laughs> that means that means you are you have something and you cannot fuck it up like. This is so for guys that don't have, you know, here he is, a grown man. He's not used to having that kind of attention. It's, it's, it's a deadly tool. It's deadly. When a, when you go, a man goes a majority of his life and not having that attention. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, it's thrown at you. Listen, and he didn't know how to handle it. Listen, he didn't know how to handle it. I don't feel bad for him. And this is, you know, I watched that and I'm telling you, I thought to myself, this is why So So Death Records failed. You don't make good oh. life decisions. You don't make good life decisions. You don't make decisions that are going to further your life. I could. This is why So So Death it was became what it was because clearly you don't have you don't you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're so, doing. Kamar, you're saying you're saying this is why Diddy and Bad Boy would beat him in a versus. This is exactly what I'm saying, and I'm going <laughs> to even go further. I'm going to say Diddy. Diddy probably don't respect him. Diddy like Negro you had Janet Jack They probably like if you were his friend You would bring that up every time you wanted to cut him deep Shrek you'd be like Not you trying to come to battle me Dog versus How about you versus You versus Janet like how about You versus these hoochies that you were Like don't come to me with no silly shit like that Like I'll be tagging that man every day for the rest Of his life oh yeah yeah Hey you know who you know who's uh, uh, also a fuck up? Uh, you, cause you like go Janet. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I'll be bringing in like random shit that have nothing to do, you know, what I'm saying? nothing to do with the conversation. You know, I like mean, I know, I know he was in the documentary, but still, I can just imagine just watching it. You gotta feel some type of way, bro. No, listen, you gotta feel some type of. You gotta be in your feelings and be like, what the. F was I thinking? Everybody in his circle let him down. <laughs> his friends let him down. His God let him down. <laughs> God should have been sending some sign like, "Yo, uh, I don't think you should be doing that, Negro." <laughs> like, somebody, somebody let everybody let him down. Like, everybody, everybody. Rob, if you were if you were my friend and you were dating Janet, no disrespect to your wife. The beautiful Ashley yeah, Foster. No, right. no disrespect. Yeah. Uh, if you were, love you, boo. Yeah, uh, dating Janet, and you were like, yeah, man, you know, I'm thinking about. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> but, but, yo, the Did, twins. Sh- over shut here, up. They were talking. Shut about, up. You, you want some twins? This, I'm gonna put some twins in your face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you with both, both hands. Stop, but shut this up. ID chick, this ID chick slid in my dot. This IG, so, you know what? You know what you, you IG, you, I got Janet. IGJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to be worried about. IG, <laughs> I got Janet. <laughs> That's the only. What you talking about? What are you, what are you even talking about? Shut up, bro. You making bad decisions. We can't be friends no more. We can't be friends. 
<laughs> God there said, it is. God said, I'm going to take away so so deaf because you make, you, you don't deserve good things in life. <laughs> I'm, you fucked up, Janet. So I'm oh, taking away, man. I'm taking away every, I'm taking away the, the one good thing that you thought you had. <laughs> and you're going to be DJing oh, for the rest God. of your life. Begging, begging Diddy, yeah. begging Diddy to do a verse with you. <laughs> That's what you were going to be doing. <laughs> Trying to do so so deaf reunion tours. Get out of my face, man. <laughs> Stop playing with me. <laughs> you know, listen, everybody was so mad at Justin Timberlake, and I understand it. I get it. But they were they were wrong at the uh, mad at the wrong Jay. <laughs> it should have been Jermaine, mm. not Justin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were mad and at the wrong is. Jay. And there it is. Justin There it is. I you know, I know All how, the, the culture's the culture's anger anger <laughs> is mis, misguided. On the wrong day. <laughs> it should have been it should have been Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine? Jermaine? Cole? Jermaine? <laughs> um well, let's end it on oh, let's let's end it on, on the, the Super Bowl thing and then um Yeah, let and, and not just the Super Bowl thing, but the we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss you know her career after because I, I mean we everyone's already dealt really dove into like what happened was it planned was it not you have your opinion about that mm-hmm. but what they did to her career after the Super Bowl situation is unacceptable it was it was ter- unacceptable it was, it was it was terrible back then and it's even more disgusting when you watch it now right um right. You know, is the the fascinating thing again about documentaries is that earlier this year I watched that Britney Spears documentary. I don't know if you ever caught it. I never did. I didn't watch it, okay. but I remember hearing about it. Yeah. yeah, and like it just put into focus how misogynistic and terrible the media treated Britney. You know, mm-hmm. and um, again isolated her, and so I I saw that and I put me in that mind frame of like how people are against you when the, when the, or when the world is against you um it can dest- it, and they try to destroy you like CBS Viacom literally said like we're not going to play VH1 uh, VH1 and, and MTV not going to play your videos anymore yeah the biggest yeah. company media company in the world said we're silencing you and we're not going to play the biggest pop star in the world that's insane that's embarrassing it's embarrassing that should be they should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. Because she had uh two thousand four Demita Joe. Yeah. Two thousand six twenty YO. Two thousand eight discipline. And I'm sure there were more number one singles probably within those three albums. Yeah. Or at least top billboard charts and and could have, you know, for even further Defined her career, but you stripped that away from her. You know what? It was it's interesting because she was quote unquote canceled before cancellation was even a thing. Yeah, yeah. They they really got her out of there, and they tried to destroy her career. And I know you have a different opinion on Justin. My problem with Justin, even though she said she told him don't say anything, my problem with Justin was that. Even years later, he should have been like, "Yo, like y'all, y'all, y'all did her wrong, right?" Like, you know what I mean? Like he, right. he should have, even if she told you, in the, like an in initial firestorm, "Yo, chill, don't say nothing." 
maybe it'll, it'll die over. Because nobody antici- could anticipate they were going to have hearings on this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody can anticipate mm-hmm. where it was going to go. Like, we now we have the three-second rule in television and whatnot. Like, they didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't have that. Like, nobody anticipated it would change legislation. Legislation would be changed from a Super Bowl show. Nobody can anticipate that shit. But years later, when things, quote-unquote, have died down, two or three years later, he should have at least said something. And to his silence, yeah. Yeah. you know, what did they say? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 we won't remember the loud, we won't remember the loud voice of our enemies, but the silence, you know, of our friends. Of our allies. Of our allies. Of our allies. Mm-hmm. And it was a silence that was deafening. And I think that's where, you know, the culture has a problem with, um, with Justin is that, you know, you let our, our one of our greatest icons wither in the, in the wind. And, you know, that's a, that's a hard, unforgivable sin. You know? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see the point there. I mean, but it was something to see literally Janet say in the documentary that Justin reached out to her yeah. and said, you know, hey, do you want me to say anything? So for one, that showed that the reverence yeah. that Justin had for Janet, yeah. that he came to her and asked, for direction and she said no don't say anything and to hear that in the documentary it provides you new know, context right it does it, it pro- did provide some good context it did it did now with that being said man it's so hard because to be put yourself in that position but with that being said i get your point at some point after all those years at some point and especially once because this was still early in Justin's solo career. Yeah. But then when Justin becomes the mega pop star himself, mm-hmm. you would think at some point he would say, all right, enough is enough. Y'all are treating this icon like terribly. Yeah. And I need to, I gotta, I gotta break my silence. So yeah, I get your point. I get your point that maybe later on, maybe not in that moment, but at some point once Justin became his own quintessential, you know, pop star, like that was your time. You could have spoke up. You could have said something. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I get it. I get, I get the, why the culture still has so much animosity to Justin, but I don't think he deserves as much as he gets from us. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'd be all right. <laughs> It'd be all right. <laughs> you know, I like, you know, to, to be fair, though, I, I, I'm I not going to sit there in front and be like, I don't listen to Justin Timberlake music. I ain't going to front right. about that. But listen, uh, you know, he'll be all right. <laughs> you know, um, so, all right. You know what? No, hold on. Hold on. I know he said that we're going to end on that one, but I actually, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Michael and Janet. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. I, I, so, um, number one, I don't think it's going to be, it's hard to like, can tell, like even my kids, I don't know if you tell Ryan, Ryan, Ryan even understand this, but just how famous Michael Jackson was. Right. Like, I don't think, well, not, I don't think we'll, we'll never see that level of fame before again, you know, um, to the point where it's hard to explain to somebody. It's hard to explain. Like, that. Like, he, he hears us. Like, Ashley and I, we play old school 
So we'll play, we play Michael Jackson in the house. He'll yeah. hear it through the speakers. Um, he knows the name. But to really explain the level of fame that Michael was, it's one of those, you had to be there. You had, literally, and you hate to say those things, but you literally had to be there. Yeah. You had to be there. Like, it's, it's you know, um, I, I know the doc mentioned it, and I'll play this quick 20-second clip. More than 5,000 Michael Jackson fans stood on Hollywood Boulevard for hours waiting for a glimpse of the mysterious rock star. In the end, Michael Jackson was here for about a minute. Literally, people waited hours. Hours. Thousands of people waited hours just for a glimpse of the man. A glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing that now? Nobody's doing that. Like Nobody's doing that. No way. We got social media now. Yeah, now we're, we now we just go into the IG stories and yeah. watch them get on IG yeah. live and, and vent in their living room. But um, exactly. no, like it, the mysteriousness of his, uh, of him, it added to his fame. But his fame was so massive, and I understand like it's hard, like for even for it made Janet so remarkable because most people will crumble under that, and Janet still at some point. Eclipse that not eclipse it but yep. she made her own space to where she was not in the shadow yeah. anymore yeah you know and yeah. that in itself is crazy to think about I mean Michael would have people waiting outside his hotel room like for hours just so he can come out and wave like he's a pope and then go back inside <laughs> think how crazy be, that shit is and, and they would be satisfied and, and they'd they be satisfied like, they'd be like I saw Michael work. It was worth it. It was worth they, it. They would feel like it was worth it. Yeah. People were, yo, there was a, there's a um, clip on YouTube where Michael literally, he starts a concert and he's just standing there for like 10, 15 minutes. I've seen that. And I've people are just crying. That. And they're going crazy. He's not even doing <laughs> nothing. The man is just standing there. like, And people are going crazy. It... So I say all that to say, like, I'm going to take y'all back to a time when Michael was the biggest star on the planet. And you heard that Michael Jackson was going to premiere a video on a Thursday night. And your parents would tell you, all right, now, listen, you want to watch that Michael Jackson video on Thursday, you got to do all your homework. You got to make sure you got to make sure you do all your chores. This is, and this is, this is, this is Monday when they're telling this is Monday, my uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you got to do all your, Chores, got to make sure I get no remarks from your teachers if you want to watch that Michael Jackson video. And you damn sure wanted to watch that video because everybody be talking about it the next day at school. Everybody. And don't that, that day come around, you had your teachers wearing Michael Jackson shirts. You had pe- the buzz was palatable at the, at, the, at the school. Everybody was like waiting to get home to watch Michael Jackson. Oh, and if you think that was just something that was foreign, they showed his videos on every single television <laughs> network. No, 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 not, 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 not cable. No, 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 not cable. I'm talking about, you know, if you NBC. didn't have NBC, if you didn't have cable, Fox. we got you. Wish. <laughs> Listen, no, 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 no. Yeah, there might be. We might be in the middle of a Gulf War. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this no, no, no. It's not the president. It's not the president talking. No, 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 no. This is Michael. Remember the time. Remember the time. <laughs> oh no! Even further back, it was uh, you know, 
when Bad premiered. <clears throat> you know, like listen, and that's how. See what, what Rob did. He just told said remember that he did that for years. <laughs> this was years he did this. Like when Michael Jackson premiered a video, you shut everything down, and you would the be, world shut down. The world literally shut down. You would have people. The the way how CNN and Fox News you'd have panels talking about what's going to be in this video, like before <laughs> before the video dropped. So then you're sitting around the television screen, you know. Your parents are on the couch. You're on the floor. You're 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 excited because this video is about to premiere, and then it drops, and you're taken to this other world, right? And then after the video, you, they have news specials. About the damn video that everybody in the world just saw. The video. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd watch that. Right? And then, and then you'd go and practice the damn dance moves that you've only seen once in your room because you needed to have them down when you go you to school. You need a head start. You need a head start for school tomorrow. For school the next day. Yep. Listen. Yep. There has never, ever, ever been a person to ever do some shit like that. The last person I think closest was Beyonce when she did the uh, when she did Lemonade, but that, mm-hmm. but even still, that wasn't on every network. Nope, they didn't play that on ABC. They didn't play it on they didn't ABC, play that on NBC, NBC, CBS. Nope. nope. No. Listen, Michael Jackson was so big that when he, you mentioned "Remember the Time," that blew my mind. That blew. I first of all, the fact he did it with an all black cast, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> like it's still to this day. It like people don't. You have to be like the first time you saw. Remember my time. Remember the remember the time. As a black person, it was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like was that Magic Johnson? Uh, you know Eddie Murphy, Iman. You know Zeus. Yeah, I can. What What did he say? After school, after school. Yeah. Um, oh, directed and, by John uh, Singleton. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, got off the bus. There was a lady's house, a uh, daycare. Lady, um, had daycare, uh, or after school care. Uh, so got off the bus. Um. Went to Miss Johnson's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Miss Johnson, turn the TV to MTV, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and sat there because the new Michael Jackson "Remember the Time" video is premiering at um, 4 p.m. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you hear me? Yes. The fact that I can recollect <laughs> where and when. And who was with me when I saw this video for the first time? It's it shook up the world, man. Shook the just, world. I, 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 as a young black boy, I was like, black Egyptians? What? <laughs> like, and then it was like, oh my God, like Nefertiti, the most beautiful woman in the world, is played by Iman, a be- the beautiful mom. Like, it, it was like, it opened my mind, like, well, of course, a, you know, black woman would be the most beautiful woman in the world. Like it, just, yeah. it just changed the way. Like, there's a whole podcast in that. Like, what remember yeah, the yeah. time? Like, really? Like, no, I'm serious. Like, it was that. 
monumental of a video. Like people will talk about Thriller and what it did for the world, but remember the time was just that video for black culture where it was just like Michael's he's a king. There it is. Michael's the king. You know, and so I say all that to say for Janet to do what she did in light of what that man would, went, meant to the world is phenomenal. Yep. Definitely. You know? um, Definitely. And I, I, there's a clip here with, um, you know, Michael and Janet when they're doing Scream. Um, if you get, I'm going to play it if you're cool with that. We were in New York. We were just there throwing around melodies. I said, you write your verses, I'll write mine. Because I know he had something to say. What What was your opening piece? I just want to write yours down. So I'm tired of the injustice. I'm tired of the scheme. Your lies are disgusting. So what does it mean? Okay, wait, let me write. When kicking me down. When kicking me down. I got to get up. I got to get up. As bad as it sounds. As bad as it sounds. The whole system. Is or so, what was she? Well, what was she? Is F. The whole system. Okay. Mother's gonna love us with this song. I told you not to do this, Janet. She insisted. She tied <laughs> her hand behind my back. I did not want to do a song like this. Okay, what, what else did she put? It was his song. And I was there to support him. Listening to his verse first, and then just having that supportive role. Or at least hoping that I was. As I turn on the TV, this evening, LAP, LAPD, abusing a man, an ocean of blood, flooded the promise. As I pray for his life, even struggle to stand. I'm just assuming this yeah, is how no. it goes. So your first Still- line when you come in, people are going to be waiting for you to be killed. Whatever it's you're okay. saying, angry, with fire, with, you know what I mean? Okay, well then I'll... That's what's got to be the... Woo! Got to have passion and fire in it. I'll work, I'll work on this. With that voice that you did with Black Cat. Well, that means fire. I think he needed the support that I was trying to give him with this song. I, I played the extended part of that scene. I only intended to play 30 seconds, but I just love that scene. Oh, yeah, that was definitely one of the best because while watching it, Ashley and I said to each other, when's the last time have we ever seen, like, raw footage of, like this? Yeah. Of Michael, Michael yeah. and, and Janet together. In the process. In the, in the process, in the brainstorming process yeah. of writing a song. I don't think we've ever, ever, that kind of footage before that 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 sold the show for me yeah that was a great scene and it was so touching because he clearly was a fan of hers number one yeah because he was yeah. like you know just like the way you sung in black cat you know which i love that song um but like that's something for the biggest star in the world to be like do it like how you did it like this, you know, because I love the way you sounded on that, that record, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, honestly, we were robbed of 
them not doing the entire album together? So much more. There was so much more left on the table. And then, and then, how how disheartening was it to hear yeah. that the making of Scream was such a terrible experience for them? You know, it goes into how the industry is just a wicked place, right? Yeah. Because, you know, they kept them away and, like, they didn't really get to collab as much as they wanted to. And um, it left a sour taste on both their... Uh, um, for both of them, um, I it just shows you the wickedness of how the industry can separate you, and from yeah. from family. And I just that's what it spoke to me on. I don't know if it said anything different to you. No, exactly. It just showed, like, I, how dare you? You know, this is brother and sister yeah. at a moment in time when it was obvious that he needed his sister. Yeah. Michael needed, he, he needed his sister. He needed her in that moment. And, and Janet knew that. Yeah. Janet knew how important this would be for whatever would come next mm-hmm. for Michael. Like, he needed this moment. He needed this song to vent, to get his frustrations out, to literally scream. Yeah. And you stripped away some of the love and authenticity and, 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 how how instrumental this moment was for them as two, not just of two of the greatest artists of all time, but or the two biggest artists at the time, but brother and sister. Yeah. You took that away from a brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's terrible, man. You know, it's terrible, and but it showed you just how dehumanized he was um, and how they didn't really, re- they didn't respect him for, they didn't respect him. He wasn't respected, right. you know? Right. And it's the, the unfortunate, uh, um, the unfortunate reality of it. And honestly, it was around that time too. I think 91. Yeah. I think around 91, 90 was when his last big record album, like Dane to Dane yeah. album, which I love yeah. Dangerous, by the way. You know, um, Dangerous is still a great, great, because re- we talk about Remember the Time. I know that Jan, right. you know, um, Heal the World, Black or White. Um, you know, I, I and, did kind of like Invincible. I did kind of like Invincible in the early 2000s. I liked Invincible, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the, it same. Wasn't the same. It wasn't. It wasn't. And, and I think, and again, I think Janet Janet saw like this was you know how there are just certain turning points in yeah. in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I think Janet saw that. Mm-hmm. She saw this was a turning point in his life, and he needed this moment with her. Right. And they stripped that away from him. Yeah. 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 Um. Wait. When does Scream, Scream came out in '95? Right, because remember, um, yeah, the whole yeah. situation, the whole um, allegations and everything was like 93, yeah. 94. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she definitely saw that he needed an- he needed another, like a big moment, you know? Yeah. Um, How funny was it that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was like, he got in the studio, he did the whole run through in one take, and they were like, uh, yeah, that worked, Mike. 
Yeah, that worked. <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, you were like, how was that? And he was like, uh, yeah, uh, no complaints. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, like you talk about one take hold. One take Wait hold. One take MJ. You know, one take MJ. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah, man, that was dope, man. So listen, um, I think we mind it. Final thought. Final thoughts. Uh, you give me your final thoughts on on this, and yeah, we rock out. Rock out. Um, my final thoughts is uh, the documentary did its job. Yeah. It accomplished yeah. what I feel like it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Um, it was a pleasure and an honor to see and hear it directly from Miss Jackson herself. And um, again, aside from the lifetime commercials every five minutes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it because um, lifetime has this way of really pulling you in with some quality content. They'll put out quality content. Yeah. Um, yeah. But damn it, if y'all don't stop getting all these damn advertisers in commercials in yeah. every five minutes, God bless it. But all that to say, um, Janet, you reminded us who you were and who you are now. Yeah. You reminded us. You reminded us for those that lost sight or forgot of your place in pop culture, in R&B, in the culture. You fully cemented that once again for us. And I will definitely be going back in, in to, some, to some of those albums, uh, especially that run that we talked about earlier and, and enjoying her music all over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I would say, man, I would just keep it short and sweet. Uh, I just love the way this documentary gave us a piece of her and allowed us to, you know, as fans to give her, give um, her roses, give allow us to give her her roses and appreciate her for just the icon that she is. And really, you know, shed some more light on just how dis- disrespected she's been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from Coca-Cola mm-hmm. not giving her, I mean, right. Coca-Cola didn't want to give, didn't want to give a brand new because of her brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like and then you know the industry shunning her, um, and, and ostracizing her for some bullshit. When you look at television now and you see how like crazy shit is on, and it's like, come on, man! Like it just the the Hall of Fame not putting that's. God, I'm so disgusted by that. Even though they gave her the honor, but the fact that she had to wait, you know, right? Like it's ridiculous. Right. And it wasn't until Quest Love got on there and be like, yo, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? Like, like that's shameful. That's yeah. shameful. And so, but um, I thought it was such a poignant um, work that it allowed us to at least get into that world of Janet and how she sees the world and is beautiful. And I, they could have made that like another ten hours. I would have watched it. Oh, for sure. I could. I definitely could have took more. Yeah, definitely, definitely could have seen more. Yeah, I wanted to see. I, you can make it. You could uh, put on two more hours tonight, and let's see, like, what's her mindset after the, um, you know, that time between yeah. the Super Bowl situation until she got actually eventually got into the Hall of Fame? Because that's a fifteen year, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen year span right there. Right. Yeah. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother two hour documentary. Right. Like I just like I want to know what 
you know what was happening. And so to say that, I thought to say this document was was great. I loved it. I love the fact that my daughters watched it with me um, mm. because that's very hard for me to get my kids to watch something, especially that's important to my culture and growing up because they might not be interested. But my, my especially my eight year old was really really into it to the point where I turned to her and I you know when they were showing Michael and and being separated from Janet and I said. You know, I said you and your sister will never be separated. You know, you right. guys have to always be be close, and because it's really important to me. So I, I appreciated everything about it. It was such a great documentary, and I will say it must be something for me to go ahead and record a second podcast in in one day um, that I did not plan. So I hope you guys can appreciate that I didn't plan this podcast, but I still try to make sure I was prepared as prepared as possible. Um, you know, to give you guys a great product. Um, if you haven't done so, please check out the podcast uh, between myself and Jason. We talk about the um, the Supreme Court justice pick, and we just and we get into this um, race and gender, and you know, peel away the the, the factors in that. And you hear, you'll hear Jason make reference to Jermaine Dupree um, constantly throughout that pod. And uh, you know what? Thank you all for listening, man. I appreciate y'all. I'm th- thank you for rocking with me. Season two, we out out with the bang. I did two podcasts. I don't know if y'all going to get a, a third one in, in the next seven days. We'll see what the culture brings to us. Just like the culture brought me uh, this, brought me to the fold for this Janet documentary. Thank you, Rob. And with that, because we were so robbed of them having an album together, I still felt like, you know, it's appropriate for us to uh, honor them with the right song because I feel like screaming when I think about the potential that was left on the table. All right. Till next time, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>